Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sage Care, a podcast where I'll take you on my own personal journey of healing, growth, acceptance, trauma, resilience, change, oppression, resistance, childhood trauma, suppression, shame, stigmas, mental health, PTSD, first responders, lack of voice, gaslit by media, gaslit by employer, suicide, lack of accountability, meditation, how the medical system deals with PTSD and chronic pain, shame, colonization, parenting, teens, the criminal justice system, holistic, spirituality, intergenerational trauma, anxiety, depression, emotions and feelings, disconnected, lost soul, homelessness, and this is just to name a few. I'm your host and creator, Carolyn Royer. Music composed and played by Alexi Brunette Royer. Breathe new life into flow. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sage Care, a podcast where I take you on a journey of healing, growing, self-acceptance, and a whole lot of exploration. Welcome to episode six, how do we lose our energy and how do we reclaim it? So our energy body. Now, over the years, I found um, myself becoming more and more depleted of my own energy. And this had a huge impact on my motivation, my interest, and really just my drive to do anything. I found it really frustrating because I thought that I was doing everything that I needed to do to stay healthy and fit, yet I was still exhausted. And not only was I exhausted, I was also spending more of my energy trying to fix me and trying to figure out why I was so depleted in the first place with the feeling that, excuse me, All conventional solutions that I was facing, they just weren't helping. And between all the fad diets and cleansing and medical appointments and blood tests and doctor's visits and all that shenanigans, I always received the same answer. You're healthy. There's nothing wrong with you. Then why the hell am I always flipping tired? Explain it to me. And I mean, not just tired but absolutely exhausted. And I'm someone who never napped. I hated napping. I just wanted to be on the go all the time. And I would say that within the last few years, I could literally fall asleep on the couch within seconds, like feeling like in this, I'm talking about two o'clock in the afternoon here. And it's like you hit this brick wall and all of a sudden it's like, it feels like it was like one o'clock in the morning where it's time to go to bed. And it wasn't until about, I would say about a year and a half ago, when I was introduced to this concept of how our energy body works, 
that I was really able to start making more connections between how I was actually losing my energy and trying to find ways where I could reclaim that energy back in my life. Now, some of the things that I'm going to be bringing up may sound a little bit woohoo to some. That's a new word that I've learned in the last couple months, woohoo. And I've come to realize that I'm probably more on the woohoo side than, I guess, conventional. And let me tell you, when I first started, you know, talking about the energy body, for me, it, um, it seemed woohoo to me too as well, until it didn't. So I'm going to ask you just to be a bit patient here and a bit open-minded during this episode and just listen to what I have to say. And then if you feel like you need to judge later, then do so. So for me, talking about our energy body and how it works makes a whole lot of sense to me. Um, And probably just as much sense as it does to a mechanic who's talking about how an engine works in a vehicle. Um, Why am I using mechanics as an example? Well, one, I come from a long line of mechanics in my family, and I know that for some, they really do understand more how a vehicle functions more than how their own body works. And also because I do understand mechanics. And for me, comparing it to our body or our energy body, it makes sense to me as well. And I'm hoping that this will make sense to you. So what do I know about our energy body? Well, I know that when we don't pay attention to it, when we're not aware or we just plain ignore when we're losing energy, which means like when you're feeling tired, um, when you start to feel quote unquote testy or short fused, um, or you're just losing interest in things. When we don't pay attention to that, when we just ignore it or stuff it down, Well, what happens is that we then quickly become depleted of our own energy because we're not paying attention to it. So the depletion just happens really quickly. And just like a vehicle, if you don't take care of it, so if you don't maintain it, if you don't check it regularly, if you're, you know, then what happens is your battery dies and then eventually your engine gives out. And yes, I do know people who don't check the fluids in their vehicle. And I know people where the oil in their their engine has gone completely clogged because they just don't check it. Well, I look at our body the same way. When we don't maintain it regularly, when we're not checking our energy levels, then our engine gives out as well. And I can tell you that is exactly where I was a couple years ago. And I still continue to be that way. However, I'm slowly regaining my energy. And why did I lose my energy like that? Well, because I ignored the signs over and over and over again. Because I tried to really logically try to explain that it was it was either I'm too tired because of work. I'm too tired because I'm just a parent. I'm, I'm a parent now. Um, I'm too tired because all this stuff in my head and trying to figure out why I was so tired and essentially feeling like, and honestly, I can say in the last couple of years, there were times where I felt like I was crawling just to get to um, the basic activities that I wanted to get done. And the telltale signs were there for years and years. But I found that once I understood how my own energy works and how I was 
literally giving my energy away over the years. I literally just hand over, handed over my energy on a silver platter for people just to be accepted, just to fit in, just to fit inside the box that I actually never fit in. So regardless of how hard I tried, I continually tried to fit in that box that I wasn't fitting in and continually handing over my energies to other people just to fit in to that box that was set up for me. And what I mean by that is I'm the type of person that if someone needs something, I will usually give it to them and I don't usually ask a whole lot of questions. There's not a whole lot of boundaries there set for me. Until I get burnt, that is. And then once I'm, I get burnt, then it's I'm completely disconnected. But the problem with me constantly giving away was that I never expected and I never believed that I would receive anything in return. And that's the truth. Because that is how I was conditioned as a female growing up in an impressive, uh, oppressive environment. It was, you just give, you don't ask questions, and you do not expect anything in return. The problem with being a people pleaser is that you attract people who want you to please them and have absolutely zero problem sucking your energy until there's nothing left to give. So how do you protect that? Well, that's a good question, and it's something that I continue to work on every day. And I will say that includes setting up clear boundaries just to protect my own energy and getting a sense of how do I do that? Because if you don't, if you don't set up that boundary to protect your own energy, nobody will do it for you. And if you're willing to give it away, there will always be people in the background willing to take it. So when I talk about energy body, what do I mean? Well, first, I think I need to address the fact that we're all made of energy and we require energy to function, to survive. So we need food, we need water, we need nutrients. Food is energy. Food requires energy to grow. Um, same with water. Water is energy. Our nutrients are energy. And we require this energy so that our cells grow, so that we're able to breathe, so that we're able to walk, so that we can talk. And depending on the quality of energy that you feed your body will determine the quali quality of energy that you have. So think about this. If you grew up in an environment where the energy was always heavy and negative, that's what you know. You don't know anything else. So once you become more aware of where your energy is going and what it actually looks like and where you're dispersing your energy then you become more aware of your energy level. But just because you're aware of your energy level doesn't mean you automatically reclaim it back. It takes time. And depending on the amount of time or the amount of years that you've spent giving your energy away, the more time it's going to take you to replenish it, to replenish your battery. And with that, it takes time. It takes a lot, and I mean a lot of patience. And I'm not just talking about patience towards others. I'm talking about patience towards yourself. And not just patience, but self-compassion. And I can tell you that self-patience and self-compassion does not come easy for some of us. 
it definitely doesn't come easy for me. Being tough on myself is actually one of my protective factors. It's one of those pieces of my ego that um, I allow to protect me, to protect my mental health. Because I have a belief, and this is what I use to survive over the years, that by being tough on myself, suck it up, um, you can do this. Um, And to be asked to give that up has been an extremely difficult challenge. Because for me, being compassionate towards myself did not equal me healing. So, energy. By definition. In the simplest terms. Energy is the ability to work. We move energy, energy grows, energy changes, energy is everywhere. We are made of energy, everything around us is made of energy. We require energy to grow, to move, to talk, to think, to digest our food, to eliminate our food, to breathe. And so that energy that we use needs to be renewed daily. It's like charging a battery, like charging your cell phone. I'm going to use a cell phone example on this one because I think everybody understands the smartphones, cell phones, and our portable um, laptops and stuff. We need to charge them. If you don't charge them, they're not going to work. So what happens when we don't charge our batteries or our phones? They don't work, right? So when we don't renew our energy but we continually try to squeeze out the same amount of energy that we've used that that we use daily any extra energy that we use is actually coming from the cells in our body so let me explain that a little bit so if you start your day 100% charged and by noon midday you're depleted you're tired And you haven't started replenishing any of your energy. Any energy that you use is now going to be taken from your cells in your body. Your cells in your body that affect your organs. The cells in your body that affect your digestion. The acids in your stomach. All those things. Then when you start start your day, the next day, you're already at a deficit because you didn't recharge. So now you're starting, you're not starting your day at 100%. You're starting at a minus point here. And when that happens, that's when we start to develop illnesses. So when I'm talking about energy body, I like to refer to traditional Chinese medicine. Because in traditional Chinese medicine, energy is described as our chi. So our energy is our chi. And I'm not going to lie, there are a lot of times where I'd really much rather talk about traditional Chinese medicine than Western medicine. Now, before anybody gets started and starts gasping and shock and starts shutting down what I'm about to say, let me explain. I'm not against modern day medicine at all. And I mean that in large caps. Because there are so, so, so many benefits to our modern day medicine. And that is not a dispute. The struggles that I have with modern day medicine is that there are beliefs that it's the end all solution to all healing to everything. And I strongly believe that that is not true. 
I am someone who believes in viewing the whole of a problem, the whole of the issue. And if I find or, and maybe this is just a completely subjective belief, but if there's something that doesn't fit in modern medicine, it's just like it doesn't exist, period. And I have a problem with that. And for me, that was a huge problem for over 40 years. I'm 47 now. Actually, it's been more than 40 years. You know, I didn't fit in modern medicine until I was diagnosed with PTSI. Then I fit in because then I could be treated, quote unquote. Then I could be healed, quote unquote. So what I have a difficult time discounting is that in traditional Chinese medicine, which has been around a lot longer than uh, Western medicine, is that it doesn't just take a holistic approach. It actually takes a multi-systems approach. And that's how I see it from a, if you want to say from a more scientific approach, from a more logical approach, what I like about traditional Chinese medicine is that it takes a whole systems approach, not just your whole body, but everything around you. And its viewpoint on healing the human, the body, the mind, the soul is not just looking through a peephole. And I'll explain what I mean by peephole. When we're confronted with a problem or an issue or some sort of subject, what I've observed over the years is that I found that with most people, it's easier just to look through the peephole for a solution or a remedy. Like the peephole in your door. Looking in the peephole is great. Don't get me wrong. Because when we're looking through the peephole, what we're doing is we're exploring what could potentially be on the other side of that door. So it's a safety factor looking through the peephole, if I'm using this analogy. However, I found that people don't like opening the door to examining what the bigger problem is. By only looking through the peephole, you only get a small fraction of what is out there. By opening the door to examine the full scope of the issues, absolutely, it is scary. And it can actually bring what you thought your belief system was crumbling down. Because you're opening the door, you're not just looking through this little peephole of what you've been taught. And for some, it's safer looking out of the peephole. For me, the peephole doesn't work. I tried it. It wasn't my box. Why? Because if I use the peephole that I was introduced to in my family environment, I would never be where I am today. I would be living the views that was passed down to me that I only have one role in life. And that may fit for some, and that's okay. Nobody needs approval on how they want to view the world or how they want to live their life. However, it didn't fit for my body, it didn't fit for my mind, and it definitely didn't fit for my soul. It would have destroyed me, and it actually almost did. But I found that every time I tried to open that door wider, there was a lot of resistance. And the resistance wasn't just from the outside world. The resistance was also from my own tribal beliefs. And remember, we took this up in episode two. 
I have my tribal beliefs as well, right? And my resistance from my own tribal beliefs that I had buried deep down in there, thinking that I got rid of them, thinking that I dealt with them, but really I didn't. All I did was I just hid them down there and my body was holding on to them. And there was that belief that I wasn't good enough. And when people find out, then eventually I'll get rejected. And when you try hiding destructive beliefs like that, it takes a great toll on your energy body because you are currently trying to figure out to see what lies beyond the peephole that nobody else wants you to see. So not only are you fighting the external of people not wanting that door open, but you're also having that internal struggle and you're not even aware of it. You're not aware that you're also afraid of what's behind that door. So I guess you can say that that is why I probably lean more towards a more global, multi-system way of approaching healing. Yes, I take into consideration Western, um, Western medicine. However, I also take into account, a strong account, traditional Chinese medicine. Because I think when you're only looking at one way, you are essentially, again, putting people in a box that there's only one way to heal. And that can work for some. And again, that's great. But it did not work. It doesn't work for everybody. And I know it didn't work for me. And over the years, I've seen the impact on on just that with working with people who have struggled with anxiety, depression, substance abuse, the population of uh, our population that has been oppressed for so long with poverty and unhealthy relationships and chronic pain, which is a big one. And I can't wait to tackle this one because chronic pain and energy, they're really, really connected and with trauma as well. So in the previous episode, I talked about anxiety and I'm bringing it up now because myself having struggled with anxiety for years and I know the impact of anxiety on our physical body on our mental body on the emotional body and how exhausting it is and to constantly be fighting that internal battle and trying to make sure that you're doing everything right so that you fit in and not only so that you fit in and with my background in social work and child protection and probation Just to explain a little bit, it really is when you're working in those fields, you're working with children who are abused, you're you're dealing with domestic violence, you're dealing with people in society who really have been oppressed, and you're dealing with substance abuse and anxiety issues and, and all these other things that come into play with it. You know, living my own personal experience growing up and then working in that field, not realizing how much it was triggering me uh, because I thought I had a handle on it. Um, But the more and more I learned about trauma and how it's passed on to our children when we don't deal with our own, the more and more my anxiety started to increase and the more and more I I started to wear and take responsibility for past traumas that I should never have taken responsibility for. And that is where it becomes extremely draining. And, and, and really spending all my energy and trying to make sure that that wasn't passed on to my children. But couldn't figure out how not to do that. Okay, so I regress a little bit here. 
So once we understand, so getting back to the energy body, when we understand how our energy body works, then we can start looking at, okay, so where am I losing my energy? Where am I spending more or most of my time energetically? And is it filling my battery? The other thing you want to look at is how can I protect my energy? And when I'm talking about protecting your energy, I'm also talking about setting up your own personal boundaries so that you don't feel drained either when you're around certain people or situations. And if you are spending most of your time on a particular subject or person or activity that is not beneficial to your own personal energy, if it's draining you all the time, then choose how you would like to deal with that. So you either continue the same way, feeling depleted, or you set boundaries that benefit you and those around you. Again, I'm going back to episode four. You see, I keep referring to all these episodes. There's a method to my madness here. So episode four, when I talk about, when I address our thinking patterns, remember the emo- um, uh identifying colors with our our thinking patterns and our emotions. Well, this is a great example on how you can introduce green or a green way of thinking or a green way of being in creating healthy boundaries. It's a great way. If If you look at it from a green perspective, remember, I count, you count, everybody counts. So if you're looking at protecting your energy, you have to count first before you can be helpful or productive anywhere. So if you don't look at protecting your energy first before you start counting other people, you're going to be depleted. And three, finding healthy activities that fill your energy bucket, your energy body. This will be different for everybody. What works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And yeah, That's right, I'm coming back to mindfulness and meditation because one, meditation actually allows you to stop and take an inventory of where your energy level is at without without all the external factors of the outside world constantly interfering with your own energy, right? You know when you feel like you're being bombarded by stimulus? It's the same thing. What meditation does or mindfulness does, it just helps Eliminate all those other distractions, all those other stimulus that are around you to allow you to bring your focus to yourself while you're in a more calm state of mind so that you can sort through what is actually your energy and what isn't. And this will allow you to discard what's not yours. You can eliminate that. Because if it's not yours, don't hold on to it. It's not yours energy to hold on to. So when you talk about understanding how our energy body works and how we can look at um, where am I losing my energy, what I did, and there's a link, um, uh, there'll be a link uh, associated to this podcast where you can refer to an energy card that I had created. And it's an energy card that you can refer to throughout the day. Why did I create an energy card? Well, for me, having visuals is extremely important because one, I'm constantly distracted and because two, I'm constantly trying to figure things out all the time. So having a little visual for me until I'm used to understanding my own energy levels 
helps me regulate myself. So for me, having that visual is extremely important. Um, and it gives me um, that quick check-in, you know. Then once you've become more accustomed to the check-in, you're checking into your ener- energy levels, you probably wouldn't even use the card anymore because now you are actually listening to what your body is telling you. You're y- listening to the cues that are coming up. So if you press on the link down below, it's called energy check and it's a card and what it has on there is um, just an outline of um, a person and it has different energy levels and you can just refer to that to see where you fit in on that diagram. Now doing an energy check throughout the day to monitor your energy levels is also by asking yourself well where is my energy going? And where is my thinking going? So again, there's going to be another link down below that you can click on. And with this link, it's again, it's just a little exercise. It's nothing big. It's just doing an energy check. And again, there's some visuals there for you to be able to ask yourself, okay, where is my energy going? Am I angry all the time? Am I in my head all the time? Am I in conflict with people all the time? Am I actually taking time out for myself and my family? How much time am I spending at work? So it's just, again, a little quick in, uh, check in. Where am I spending that energy? And where would I like that energy to be? So doing that energy check in throughout the day to monitor your energy levels is really just asking yourself, where is my energy going? Where is my thinking going? The more time we spend in our hand, I can't emphasize this enough, we lose energy. How do I want it to change? Where do I want my energy to go? And just kind of check in with yourself. And again, it's all about just becoming familiar with where your energy level is. And doing this energy check exercise, um, you know, whether you do it once or twice or refer to the card, you know, I would encourage you to refer to the card at least once a day until you get familiar with what your energy actually feels like. And when I, when I say that, what I mean is when your mind, your brain actually listens to what your body is telling it until you can create that connection of okay, yes, I'm tired right now. Stop making excuses. Stop. Keep pushing through. Just stop. Stop for a second. And then do a check-in. Where is my energy going? Is it beneficial for my energy to be going there? Is it helpful to me at all? Who is it benefiting? And if it isn't benefiting, then decide whether or not you want to continue with that activity and taking the time to replenish that energy which we don't do. We are not conditioned to take time to replenish our energy. If anything, people are made fun of when they try to do it, especially when you're working in social services. um, And I see it with uh, the workers and I actually see it in the mental health and our medical system right now um, with the pandemic. You could see it in their face where their energy is so depleted. And to be honest, that worries me. It really worries me because I know the impact that it's having on their physical body because I've been there and I'm continuing and I'm still continually trying to regain that energy back. And so seeing it for me is actually a trigger. 
And we talked about those thoughts before. Even though it can't impact me because I'm not there, it still becomes an instant trigger for me when I see uh, the medical professionals right now or first responders who are so depleted of energy trying to do what they're being asked to do. And we've squeezed so much out of them. They're, they're not replenished. The, the energy that I see them using is coming from their cells. And that scares me. And I know this is going to be controversial for some, and I guess I really don't care um, because I've experienced it and I've seen it so often. And when you're in the field working with mental health and social services, when you hear the attitude that you signed up for it, it's your job, it's a really tough pill to try to swallow because in your mind you're like, yeah, I signed up to do a job like everybody else from, you know, from eight to four not where I'm working the whole time, bringing it home and continually being pushed to produce more and more out of the hours that I'm given. And when you don't get that, those tasks accomplished, you're, you wear it. And the, the message is continually, you got to get it done. You got to get it done. You got to get it done. Well, I know I got to get it done, but you keep increasing my workload. You don't give me extra support or, and this is what's going on now, I could see it. More is being asked. They're not working regular work days. More is being asked, and their energy, energy is so drained, and we're asking more out of them. Where's the compassion? And I think that's what really kind of irks me a little bit. I know I'm going off a little bit from the energy check, um, but that's what irks me is the complete lack of compassion for the amount of energy that people are putting in to save lives. And I have a hard time. And that goes to my own. That's one of my tribal beliefs that I, I'm holding on to um, because I don't believe that people should be used that way where they should be apps. It's like taking a hose and sucking the hose onto them and just draining all that energy out and watching them deflate and then tossing them aside. That's how I view it. And I have, and that's something that I have a hard time with. And so when I'm talking about the energy body and energy checks, when I see frontline workers, this is what I see. And I know it's biased because I'm, I am a former first responder and I know what it's like being on the front line, being asked more and more of you when there's absolutely zero energy left. And I know because I'm living it, I've been off four years. That's a long time. And for somebody who's worked from the time she was 14, 14, I started working, paying my own way, being off for four years, let me tell you. You want to talk about torture? To me, that was torture. Being t Telling me not to be productive and to heal and be compassionate with yourself so that you can get back to work, yet knowing the feedback that I was getting back was that, why are you off? You just can't handle it. I digress again. So back to the energy check. Um, so now you know how I feel about that. And, you know, throughout the different uh, episodes, I'm sure that will get a little bit more um, hyped up. But for now, that's where we'll leave it. Um, just talking about the energy body and doing checks with yourself throughout the day. Just to, and again, it's that reconnection, connecting with yourself, checking in with yourself to say, 
How am I feeling right now? Where's my energy right now? And if I'm feeling tired and exhausted, what do I need to feel replenished? And ask the people around you, your support system around you, and tell them, this is what I need from you. Are you able to do that? Give them the option to choose whether or not they can help you. But don't impose neither. Don't impose your lack of energy on somebody else. Keeping your energy body, keeping your boundaries, but also respecting other people's as well. You know, don't go into somebody else's energy space trying to suck it out of them. So how do, I, how do we replenish our energy? By doing things that fill your battery. You're going to be like, all right, well, what does that mean? That doesn't tell me a whole lot. Well, there's going to be another link. Um, and I'm just showing, it, it's another card that I made. And it's just to give you some cues. Again, you can just refer to them. Some cues of things that fill your energy body. Things that you enjoy to do. And um, I'm, I'm actually, for this one, um, I hope I don't get choked up on this one. Um, I'm going to talk about my grandpa on this one. We're going to talk about energy levels and replenishing. Um, I really looked up to this man, and I still do, even though he's not here. And um, what I can say about energy body and somebody who replenishes it is he did that really well. You know, when he wasn't able to continue working because he had um, heart problems and uh, lung problems, um, but what he would do, I, you know, watching him in his garden and watching the activities that he did, he's very much an outdoorsy person. So for my grandpa, it was always, um, when I talk about energy levels and replenishing, he's who comes to my mind and the way of his life. Um, his way of life, um, he grew up as a trapper. He, he didn't have it easy, don't get me wrong. Um, him and my grandma had a very dif- uh, had a difficult time, and financially I know they had difficult times. When I talk about what I know of him from his, his golden years, I guess you can say, and when he'd be in the bush hunting or when he'd be in his garden or the best is, you know, him fishing in his favorite fishing spots and not telling people where his fishing spots were because he didn't want people depleting them. Smart man. Um, that's how he reconnect, him reconnecting with nature, him reconnecting, doing those kinds of activities is how he replenished his energy levels. And so for me, he's a really good example. Once I started really diving into what does it mean to take care of myself and using his an example to reconnect to nature. So that is one way. Um, I'm using him as an example because I love him dearly and he was always a great role model for me growing up. Um, But there's other ways that you can do that too. You know, exercising, spending time with people that you love, like quality family time, Um, spending, uh, doing yoga, again, doing meditation. It is, you know, I'm going to sound like a broken record throughout this podcast Um, And I hope that people don't just shut it down because of that. But it really is about taking time. And it doesn't have to sit down for like 30 minutes. I'm not talking about sitting there silently for 30 minutes, not saying anything, trying to get your energy check here. It could also be mindfulness, doing something mindful. 
you know, and the example I'll use for that is I absolutely love, 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 love watching my husband make supper. When I watch him make a meal, he's so mindful and you can just watch how he puts his um, love and attention into it. And he, and he's a phenomenal cook, by the way, he does the best wings. And I'll argue anybody up and down on that one, because I've had chicken wings everywhere. And by far his are the best. Um, But I will sit there and actually just observe him being mindful and cooking his meal. And it's just nice to watch that even though he may not realize what he's doing, I can see what he's doing and I see how that replenishes him and how um, that fills his, um, I guess, his battery or his energy bucket. So looking for things, healthy things, and that doesn't mean going out, getting hammered. Um, And I'm not saying to let loose every once in a while. That's not what this is about. I'm not promoting that. It's about spending some healthy time doing checks on yourself that replenish your body, taking the time to um, do a maintenance check. Ah, That's how I can use that. Oh my God, I just thought of that right now. Doing a maintenance check. Since I talked about mechanics right at the beginning, why am I not talking about that now? So doing maintenance check on your body. Do it at, you know, if it's as you're getting started, it may seem like you're doing it more frequently um, until you get used to, okay, yeah, my body's feeling tired. Check, check, you know, engine light, engine light. Um, Maybe I need to stop what I'm doing right now and just take a breather. Once I get that breather, get right back into it. Yeah, it takes a bit of work to begin with because we're not, especially people who tend to, um, well, this is what I do anyway. I shouldn't um, blanket everybody doing this. But when I get a task on hand, it's I'm, I'm dead focused on it. And I would spend hours and hours and hours until I was absolutely drained. Where now it's about, yes, doing that, that exercise or whatever it is, that activity I'm doing, but then just doing a check-in and saying, oh, wait, I'm starting it tired here. Take a break do a breather, come back. And I'm finding that my productivity level is way better. Absolutely way better. And you don't have to take my word for it. Just try it out. It's not going to hurt to do an energy check every once in a while. Um, It's not going to hurt anybody's feelings. It's not going to physically hurt you. All it's going to do is allow you to check in with yourself and saying, hey, how are you feeling right now? Where are you at? Are you tired? Do you need a rest? Do you need to go for a bike ride? Do you need to quiet time? Whatever it is, listen to it and do it and watch how your body ends up responding and watch how more productive you end up becoming. It's more liberating and it's liberating knowing that you just have your own energy to deal with. And when people try to bring their energy in, and I know I've done that with people as well, with my struggles, with my trauma, um, and not knowing what to do. I'm sure my energy drained a lot of people over the years. And being mindful of that as well, whereas, no, this is my energy, I'm keeping it in check here. Um, and not allowing others to super overimpose on yours. Okay. 
I also included a link to a free guided uh, meditation, a grounding meditation, something that I like to use at the beginning of the day um, so that I'm feeling centered and connected to myself and not taking on other people's energy. So check it out, um, try out the link, and let me know what you think. Trust me, it's not going to hurt you. If anything, you may find yourself a little bit more grounded. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it makes sense. And um, I'd love to hear from you. Please leave your comments um, if this makes sense to you, if it doesn't make sense, if you'd like to hear a little bit more on it, if you'd like me to expand that a little bit more, if you have questions. I will be reviewing the questions in the comments. I do ask that comments be respectful and because I want this to be an open, safe place for people to express and ask questions without feeling judged. Um, and if, you, if you're not able to do that, then please don't leave comments on here. If you need to send me a direct email, then do that. Um, but please keep this a safe place for people to respond. I don't want people attacked on this platform. All right. So please have a good day and um, please check in and let me know what you think. Cheers, everybody. And we'll talk to you soon with episode seven, which I'm not sure what that's going to be yet. So I'll get back to you soon on that. Cheers.